This is Gareth Jones on Speed, episode 222, part two of Gareth's adventures in Mercedes-Benz world. Mercedes-Benz world is a grand old place. It really is very big. We're stationed in what they call the S-Class suite, which is on the first floor. We've got the sort of the run-of-the-mill models downstairs and the slightly posher stuff upstairs. The new S-Class is here, a couple of those. The SL. Mm, nice. The SL500. The SL350. All the SL range, even the little SLK, which looks quite neat these days, doesn't it? But there's something else I want to share with you, because I know you like race cars. Race cars. Listen to me, I sound American. Racing cars. And they've got a few of those here as well. A little display called Power on the Grid, brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz AMG Patronus GP team. And they have a display of cars. This is the 2010 model Formula One car, the MGP W01. The first one to bear the Mercedes name again, which uh, Schumacher and Nico Hülkenberg drove. Is it a real car? difficult to tell these days it's got a rather nice um, Burberry checker seat in it seriously seriously. always difficult to tell whether they are real Formula 1 cars or display cars these days, I think that's a display car, it just seems to lack a little detail parked next to it a Force India which of course has Mercedes power and that looks resplendent in its orange, white and green and next to it now, this is instantly recognisable as a Mercedes powered Formula One car. It's Mika Hakkinen's 1999 McLaren Mercedes MP4 14. Yes, he did win the Drivers' Championship in this car, but that year, if I remember, Ferrari won the Constructors' Championship. I was there for the race in Malaysia, if I remember well enough. Ooh, and there's a nice CLK DTM, the C209 from 2004 here which is a very brutal looking car and offers the kind of performance that you get from the black series c63 which i've driven these days so a nice little walk around the history of mercedes racing cars I mean, he said race cars again nice graphics on the wall and i have to say there is an exhibit here that i had a part in creating as you know, Violet and I write for many museums, and we did write something about the SLS for this museum somewhere. I haven't found that display, but if you want to come to Mercedes-Benz World and have a look around, and there is lots to see and lots to do. If you've got young children over a certain age, you might want to let them come and have the driving experience or the off-road experience here, because they can. But check the details of how old you have to be to do that, because... You don't want to come here and be disappointed. But if you come here without the expectation of driving, you definitely won't be disappointed. It is a magnificent showroom. Right, time to drive some more cars. Have I saved the best till last? We're about to find out. Listen to the quiet. I'm inside a proper Mercedes luxury saloon. This is the new S300 Bluetech Hybrid L AMG line. So this is an S-Class with a four-cylinder turbo diesel engine. 
and an electric rotor that helps drive it along as well. Let's just have a look at the spec a moment. The engine is a 2.14, rated at 204 horsepower, it says here. But it's also got this electric motor, which produces 20 brake horsepower and 260 newton metres of torque. So, it should have plenty of heft to it. Let's see. First thing you notice when you get inside is the dash, which isn't real. It's one of those virtual dashes. I've got two enormous screens in front of me. I'd say rather than 16 by 9, they're 21 by 9. They're very wide screen. In the centre I've got the Mercedes, they call it the command system, and right in front of me the two virtual... No, we don't want that. We don't want the radio. Go away, radio. Go away. Radio, go away. Go away. That's it. <laughs> uh, two enormous screens. One which is the Mercedes command system, which is all the entertainment and navigation. And then directly in front of me, a virtual dashboard. Speedo on the left, revs on the right. And again, the same problem I think that Jaguar have with their virtual dash. It looks like a cartoon of a dash. It doesn't look real. It looks like a cartoon. We'll see. Now... I think I've started it, it being a hybrid, it's hard to tell, isn't it? You just put your foot down, take your glasses off, and roll forward, I hope. Have we engaged the gear? We have now. And, uh, yep. I am moving, rolling away in this Leviathan vehicle, which is 5.3 metres long, I think, possibly even 5.4 metres long. We're pulled away with an electric motor, which is the correct thing to do, in my opinion. There are benefits from having a hybrid. One of the greatest benefits is that you pull away silently until the motor bump starts, which I think is a much better idea than stop-start. If you've got an electric motor, use it to recover your energy and use it to pull away gracefully. This car's also got a head-up display. It's projecting the speedo for me. I'd say just between me and the position of the three-pointed star that stands proud on the bonnet. Ideally, it would be in the deep middle distance, roughly where the car ahead is, but it's not. And it's certainly in a better position there than it would be on the dash in front. But hey, we've wafted away very quietly. A four-cylinder S-Class. Have they made a four-cylinder S-Class before? The other thing that you notice getting into an S-Class is that the steering wheel is... It's hard. It's not like a soft padded one. The top half of it is... It's almost like Baker-like. And you know what? That's really nice. It feels like you're going into a posh office. Right, roundabout. Here we go. Long car round the roundabout. It's been a while since I've driven an S-Class. Back in the 90s, I actually had a chauffeur for a while who would drive me to and from the airport. But because he had an S500, if I remember right, he knew that I liked cars. He used to let me drive it. And that's always the better option, I think. Who wants to be wafted around in a car when you can do the wafting yourself? It's quiet in here. Very quiet. We're standing still at the moment. 
now we're rolling you can hear a faint but not much more I like this but the question is if you were going to spend I don't know what 80, 90 thousand pounds on an S class would you insist on buying the thrifty hybrid version or would you go for something with the size of engine that you might expect to find in a car like this I think you might unless the boss of your corporate budget had a green policy and insisted that you drove a car which wasn't wasteful then this might be it you have to manoeuvre around these cars the traffic is backed up on the roundabout and I'm flooring it yeah we go oh this thing goes there's no doubt no doubt already that a S-Class with a four-cylinder engine and a bit of hybrid power isn't a bad idea. Traffic is really pretty heavy now. It's Friday and we're on the fringes of London. People are already starting to plan their weekends. I wish I had this car for the weekend. I would gladly smooth up the motorway home to North Wales in this. I've driven a hybrid luxury sedan. I'm very American. I keep saying things like sedan and race car. I apologise. I've driven big luxury saloons with hybrid motors before. You may remember the LS, what was it called? 600H, that Lexus hybrid that I drove many years ago that I was really impressed with and was the first car that I drove with a very effective cruise control with automatic speed limiting and remember I drove all the way from Derbyshire back to London in this car without having to touch the gas pedal as I remember until I came off the motorway at the end the car just drove itself and I get the feeling that this S-Class if you allowed it long enough would become sentient and would drive you around good grief I wouldn't say that I'm pinging away like a race car from roundabouts but I'm certainly pulling away with decent urgency yeah definitely works if you're buying a big opulent luxury car like this you want to see where your money is going and having a permanent head-up display seemingly floating just above the bonnet is a nice way of reassuring you yes I spent a little money on buying a car with all the latest kit of course the S-Class has always been one of those cars which has pioneered new ideas I remember they had double glazing a few years ago to make them quiet and I think that's quietly been dropped to make them light and more economical again I don't know what the fuel economy figures are like on this car but I expect they wouldn't be too bad for a car of this size and weight it having a 2 litre 4 cylinder engine with an electric motor nice keep seeing lots of the Mercedes coming and going. Some of them I would imagine are part of the Mercedes press fleet but others are just Mercedes drivers 
We all sort of look at each other. Oh, you've got a Mercedes too. Yes, I've got a Mercedes. I like the look of the new S-Class. I think it hides its bulk very well. It is a big car. But you want it to be big. That's what you're paying for. You know, it's a businessman and a wealthy person's car. You want that space inside. The size of the compartments, you get a suitcase in here, the compartment, the armrest in between the front two seats, you could get a whole other seat in there. And it's got this fascinating double hinge system where I can open it from my side, on the driver's side, and there's a button where it hinges on the opposite side so that the passenger can open it and access it as well. I can find the button. can't see it. Here. There it is. Yeah, that's a neat little mechanism. Lots of that sort of shiny brown wood finish in the car. Walnut, I suppose it is. And it is nice. You don't have to have it in a car to make it look posh. But you do it well, and it does make you feel like you're in a waiting lounge. The first-class waiting lounge is a massive international airport-like I don't know, Malaysia or Hong Kong or somewhere like that. You see that sort of thing everywhere. Now, of course, I've chosen the road with the worst possible traffic on it. So I think I'm probably going to try and turn round here. Oh, no, it's opening up a bit now. And so am I. Yeah, this car is not needing power. It's got plenty. Which is good news for cars of the future. Because if we can build big luck show barges with four-cylinder engines, that is going to help this problem that we have of using up all the fuel on the planet and filling the atmosphere with little carbon particulates. It will reduce that. And that's to be lauded. That is a good thing. Being green is cool. I know it's a bit worthy, but it's kind of important, isn't it? I bet someone's done the maths to explain that this car is probably as green in some ways as that Tesla that I saw this morning. I wonder. It certainly has fewer precious metals on board because the Tesla is a several thousand mobile phone batteries isn't it oh this is interesting I've never noticed this in a Merc before but on the wheel at the bottom of the wheel it says Mercedes Benz in a sort of a script a font of which I've not seen before in a Merc sort of a handwritten kind of thing I'm going to take a nip up the motorway in this for a little bit towards Portsmouth so be careful with a car like this you might end up in Portsmouth before you realise it is a filthy, stinking day today. It is grey, it's drizzly, the road is absolutely slimy slippy. I feel sorry for the motorcyclists who don't want to stop quickly on a day like this, surely. I feel quite confident that this thing will stop. Because, as you know, a car should stop as well as it goes. Unless you're Ettore Bugatti, who says that a car is not for stopping, it's for going. M25 long delays, it says, so I'm going to go on the A3. Changes down, revs up to 4, then down to 2,000 revs again. Biggest noise in this car is the sound of water 
windscreen. Can you hear that clickle clickle thing? That's just the sound of the rain. Not much else. That little four-cylinder engine bashing away quietly. It's probably so lost in the engine bays, surrounded by the equivalent of ten sleeping bags of sound insulation. We're doing proper motorway speeds now. Nice and quiet. Ooh, I've just seen the traffic coming off this road in the other direction. Nasty. Nasty. If I'm going to get back in time to get home, I better look for an exit, I suppose. Please turn half left. She's whispering, isn't she? In a big car like this, you want your sat-nav to be like your personal assistant. Now turn half left. Okay, I'm going towards somewhere called Burpham. Yes, Burpham. Sorry. Someone had to do that, and there's only me here, so I thought it should Please be me. Please leave the roundabout at the second exit and continue to follow A3100. Yes, A3100, feel like you're going to say something else, my darling. But you didn't. For a long car, it is quite nimble around roundabouts. You can feel something... Please going. leave the roundabout at the third exit and continue to follow A3100. OK. You can feel something going on at the rear that's tidying and tucking things in. I feel like a millionaire, I have to say. But you know how you become a millionaire, don't you? By being careful with your money. And I think this is therefore a millionaire's S-class. Because the money that you save in the fuel that you would normally put in a car of this level of luxury... Please leave the roundabout at the second exit and continue to follow A3100. The money that you'd save means you could afford to drive a car like this. So actually, this is an economical car in a different sort of way. A car which invites you to buy it by being parsimonious. Is that actually a word said correctly? Prepare to turn right. I'm preparing to turn right. In 200 yards, please turn right onto A3 towards London. Okay, I will do that. Now turn right. Well, I would, my darling, but the light is red. I've got to wait, so I will. I've put it in sport mode rather than comfort. It didn't feel slow in comfort mode and economy, which it was in didn't. And now it feels quite sprightly. Not gut-wrenchingly powerful like a V8 in S-Class, but it doesn't feel inadequate. It feels like it wants to play. And I don't know if they're doing something with the audio to make it sound like it's waffling a bit like a V8. Do you hear that? It's got a to it, which you get with a VA, which this is only half of. 
and in terms of ride it really is a glider this car it's floating but not floating in the way that softly sprung American cars float and bounce and occasionally the, the road rises to meet them this seems like some sort of maglev car where you're just skimming the surface just maintaining an even keel a horizontal line above the surface but we're seemingly not touching it because if we were touching it we'd be bouncing I'm not it's just floating's the wrong word it's just here floating implies that you're not in contact with the road but I don't feel that I don't feel disconnected from the road I like this lots of spray on the road so I'm being quite careful it's telling me I'm getting an average of 32.8 miles per gallon which isn't bad at all I seem to remember that Lexus I had was getting about that on a fast motorway trip up to Derbyshire and back so that was 8 years ago now I'm sure technology has moved on and this car is not just thrifty when it's cruising but thrifty all round as well I'd like to read the figures you might want to do it for me go on the Mercedes-Benz website have a look at what they're quoting save me a job yeah this car is special I'm going to select comfort now it'll become even more special think of the money I'm saving simply by driving this car <laughs> that's it you've been listening to Gareth Jones on speed I hope you've enjoyed my quick and dirty reviews of the three Mercedes Benz I've driven today the CLA the GLA and this S300 hybrid if I had to choose between them it's not a difficult decision you'd go for the most opulent wouldn't you and especially if it was as thrifty as the others which I rather suspect this car is but I don't know if I really got a favourite they're all good cars the CLA impressed me the least but it was still impressive the GLA is very attractive and makes lots of sense but this is the car I'd rather keep right okay keep it right but this is the car I'd rather drive home in but I've got to deliver it back to Mercedes-Benz World, which is a great shame, and such is the plight of the motoring journalist. I hope you've enjoyed this little joy ride today. Please keep right and continue to follow A3 towards London. See you for another Gareth Jones on speed soon. Keep right. I was Gareth, but you knew that, didn't you? See ya. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter... Or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! <laughs>